0: Nice. Sound quality this week, guys. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Quality is back.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) All right, I'm going live. Well, well, welcome to Between Sundays. I'm Tyler and. Oh, let's go get some hot chocolate, babe. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't that sound nice? Today we are talking about the headlamp and the cavern kind of light. The hello world, I love you kind of light. The correct pronunciation of the word logos kind of light. Barry's here to help guide us through the dark, but before we feel the comfort and joy of Christmas. Now that they're finished facing their fears and defining the word word... Let's welcome in our favorite cave clowns, Marin and Barry. Good day, guys. I was waiting for cave clowns the entire time. Yeah,
2: there it is. You
0: wasted no time this week just jumping right in with the soundbites. Why didn't
2: you add that
1: soundbite into the song? I should have. The (laughs) intro song. I was re-listening to the sermon today, and I was like, oh, that'd be perfect for the intro.
0: texted him during one of the services, and I was like, he is giving... Barry is giving us yeah. a wealth of sound yeah,
2: bites right. this week. Did it all for Nicely the show. I did it. Done. I did yep. it for
1: the pod. <laughs> Do it for the pod. Man, guys, we are smack dab in Christmas season. Oh, man. Woo! December 1st happened, and we're already behind. Mm-hmm. Feels like it that way. Yeah. Behind? Well, I feel like as soon as December 1st hits, it's like, oh, I, I feel way behind on Christmas stuff and like at work getting ready for Christmas stuff. Yeah. And like there's 7 million parties I have to RSVP to Christmas parties between now and yeah. Christmas Eve and, and where it's just w-
2: going to get worse and worse. And then eventually you'll get to Christmas Eve and you'll stumble across the finish line and yeah. exhausted and you'll, it'll be January and it'll be like, all right, another year.
0: <laughs> comfort <laughs> and joy. It's comfort. That not a downer at all. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, yeah. So December feels great. Here Although it feels very tiring. But Barry is on vacation. Well, he's taking a few days off because the last week, the last
2: 10 days have been nuts. Yeah. Absolutely nuts. Just I yeah. threw the ringer. I gave three different sermons, one of which never made it beyond a few handful of people who yeah. I had to do another sermon for seminary. So I ended up writing three sermons in 2 weeks and I guess if you count each of the individual deliveries of the sermons, that was nine different sermons in 10 days. So. Wow,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah.
2: gosh. How do you do that? I don't know, man. I'm, I don't know. Gosh. But I actually liked the other one that no one will hear. But what was it about? I, the Transfiguration of Jesus Christ All in right. Matthew 17. Yes, so, of course. Yeah. In fact, I put something in the app notes. I said, hey, if you want to hear that sermon, because it ties in some aspects about glory and shininess uh-huh, and stuff. Uh-huh. So if you want to hear that, email me. And I had like, seven people email me yeah. asking for the notes. And I was like, really? I had not. Is it recorded? That. There's a, like really Desi Yeah. There's a video of it. Uh, just like a iPhone video. There uh-huh. wasn't, wasn't super nice, but, and I've got the actual notes printed out. So, Hey, I'll just keep it going. If you're yeah. interested, shoot me an email. No, Barry, that's cool. Barry R at Gracechurch.us, And I'll send you my that's awesome. sermon about the transfiguration. I'm interested. But anyway, so that all happened. And also, last Tuesday, Wednesday, and then oh my w- gosh. this this week's Monday, I had these like what do we call them? What do we end up so calling
1: them? So they're they're sort of town hall town hall oh, events yes. for yeah. Covenant Community, which is our church's form of membership where right. you, you can explain.
2: Well, yeah, basically over those 3 days, about 300 people came, like not all at once. It was three different events and 300 people who are in the covenant community who wanted to know more because the vote for me being potentially becoming the next senior pastor is in January. So this was a chance for them to get any final questions answered or whatever. And it was, they were great. They went great, but it was also just grueling. It was like, imagine having like a job interview, but there's like 150 people all watching you (laughs) and any one of them at any point could ask a question you know, literally, I got the question, yeah. what are your greatest weaknesses? I mean, yeah. it's like, it was a job. Seriously. Um, but Olivia also came and yeah, it was, was a chance say, for people you, to get to know you her.
0: Okay, I was you were okay, but Olivia. Fine. Olivia stole the show. Oh my goodness, did she ever. Yeah. It was awesome. every one of.
2: I mean, she's, she be senior pastor? <laughs> she, she was joking that Is she should okay be like. Is it
0: okay to vote for Olivia? <laughs> yeah, let's
2: do that. If, if you write in on your ballot, <laughs> write in, <it, Ryan>. <laughs> candidate. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, she, she was great. great. She was funny. She was. She's yeah. People she were She was really... just herself.
0: Totally. Like, I, I know she was nervous, but I, I felt like she was just totally yeah comfortable yeah. and and being herself because she is hilarious. Yeah, she yeah. is witty. It absolutely. was absolutely
2: absolutely so yeah. yeah. And she's great on her feet. She thinks on her feet and. at, there were other questions for her at the other. There were, two, so. there
0: were bunny questions the at first, Fisher's.
2: Oh my goodness. That's right. The first question that was directed <laughs> at me was actually one that Liv got right back up to help answer because yeah. it was about why did why are we into rabbits? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, speaking of that, real quick, I have to have a mea culpa moment here. I have to apologize. I got scolded last week when I got home from the pod because I didn't go on and on about how cute our new foster rabbit Elvira is. I went on and on about her dewlap, which, <laughs> which oh no. We're, we're saying that again two weeks in a row? I'm just saying, I'm so, so sorry. She is a very cute rabbit. and And Olivia was not pleased that I was making it sound like she had some sort of, she was some sort of like... Jiggly monstrosity. She's not. She's very
1: adorable. So there I've said it. I'm so sorry, Olivia. We this shall be the decree that this is the last time we talk about do oh, laughs. please. No,
2: that's that is fine. I just you're right. I'm I absolutely we're done. I love These squirrel noises. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I am in surprisingly good. Physical, mental, and emotional shape for the last ten days. I'm, yeah, I'm feeling are you okay. like
1: completely exhausted by now, or it how do you deal last, with this? Last
2: week, both Liv and, Liv and I kind of I feel like we just had our tanks just empty. Mm. So I don't know. I it's just kind of one of those head down and power through it moments. Yeah. So I'm fine now. I'm I had a I took today most of the day just resting, relaxing, doing my finals week for seminary. You know the usual.
1: Yeah. <laughs> R and uh, R. Yeah. So I'm feeling good. Cool. Yep. What's new? What's happening? Marin, what's going on with you? You're wearing a Bulls shirt. I Chicago am indeed, Bulls. Indeed. And
0: I'm so glad I did cuz you're wearing your Pacers yeah. hoodie.
1: Marin and Jed and Lauren and I are going to a Pacers game tonight. We uh and we are rivals. We are rivals. We are, we rivals. are uh, sitting in the same four, you know, seats next to each other, but we will be we will adversaries. be rivals. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, do <laughs> you you don't wear sports stuff that often? No, but I, I, (laughs) or ever, so
0: no, I don't. It's very Um, noticeable when you do. We do have a wealth of, of sporty clothes in my husband's closet. And, uh, occasionally I just dip in.
2: Yeah. There you go. (laughs) So. You said last week that you're going to be sitting somewhere where you can high five the players. Is that yeah, true? So, yeah, so, which, so which team?
0: This is very Pacers. important cuz I told Jed this. I'm like Tyler said that we have yep. like some sort of high five seats and high-five he said seats, That's, how you, he that's said, what you called them? He said I'm not <laughs> high fiving the Pacers. What? That's what he
1: said. I
2: invited Get players. out. You could do the the high fives <laughs> that I used to do at the end of uh, like a little league game when we lost where you just walk by and you give them the hardest high five that you can as a way of like being a sportsman <laughs> Enter but them also before not. the game yeah, no, after the game, oh, yeah. <laughs> you have to go around and give each other yeah. high fives to show how good like, well, yeah. we're, we're supposed to my men. high
0: five will be half-hearted for sure.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, Just a little weak, a right. weak mm. Little, mm. So they're very <laughs> nice seats and they give you access to like the underground restaurant. Whoa. And I'm the Pacers run, literally run right by it okay. on their way out. And I so you can no stand in what line to expect. and hold your hand out and okay. they, they will slap it. They'll slap it yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah, why would you? Yeah, they okay. they give you a, a five. <laughs> yeah, you don't slap. You are slapped. Yeah, you are slapped. <laughs> right, I'm not giving
0: them a five. They're giving rough me and tumble.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Whatever, man. So what else is Sports. new? What's happening?
0: Um. What is happened? I feel like a lot has happened. I feel like Barry. I I did not preach as many sermons as Barry did, but I feel like I'm just coming off of a couple of weeks of like extreme busyness. Yeah. Extreme. Mm-hmm. Is mayhem. it calming
1: down at all for you, or what are you doing?
0: Well, no, because it's Christmas. <laughs> yep. So maybe someday it will it's calm down. The but most. sorry, <laughs> you just can't stop singing. Yeah. Lately. You had
2: a little uh... a song in my heart. You do the joy <laughs> of the Lord. But the song that I sang in my sermon was a joke. I was mocking. The fact that John one doesn't yeah, sound very. anything like but Christmas, Barry, right? But the notes were there. Okay, wow. so, you got a voice. Golden pipes. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not the secret
0: <laughs> is out. You're yeah. not tone deaf.
2: Yeah. I'm not there, that's better. I'm not tone <laughs> deaf, and I will I gladly accept that.
0: Yeah, I I live streamed it Saturday, and then of course both services. on um, I was at Fisher's this yeah. weekend, and you could sing, bro.
2: Mm-hmm. Thanks, but thank you. That was not <laughs> what I, that was not the end. Inti- if I spoke it, it would have sounded weird. You yeah. could be one
0: of those singing pastors. Like my dad. Like He's, you preach, yeah, preach, he preach, but then he you ramp up to like singing at the end. <laughs> that would be fun. And Jesus said, you could just
2: start singing. <laughs> could you imagine if I just the did end. that next weekend or I'm not preaching. Next time I preach, I just started. your
1: loins.
0: Why?
2: Why? Oh,
1: yeah. dear. Tyler is Johnny on the spot with yep. the, uh, he sound effects. He is. I'm I'm on 1 today guys. I'm ready to go. We got a big pod. We do. Um yeah, so well, actually I'm on 1 because I missed last night's town hall yeah. in North Indy mm-hmm. because purchased concert tickets for my wife for Christmas. Last time I purchased tickets for my wife at Christmas, we did not attend the event because Milo was born.
0: You mean Hamilton? (laughs) The musical? Don't say the name.
1: (laughs) Tyler, you've never
2: seen that. What? Uh, You
1: could
0: borrow my Hamilton hoodie. It's right out there. I don't want to borrow
1: it. I want to take it. (laughs) Uh, So this year, bought concert tickets. We went to go see a concert last night. I got a question for you guys. Yeah. When you go to a concert, are you the stand up no matter what? kind of person it's or are you a, the yeah, sit what, your seat well, like what one, kind of concert okay. is
0: this? it 100% depends on the venue all right the venue the is the band a itself. theater a theater so the theater has seats yes there's no like so there's theaters I've been to concerts I've been to where the seats are like in the balcony but the yeah. ground
1: floor has no seats everywhere there's seats everywhere seats everywhere and you are sitting in the balcony are you sitting or are you standing? If Probably I'm in the balcony,
0: more than likely I am sitting. But if I'm on the main floor, more than likely I'm standing. Again, chair
1: what, or no chair? What concert is this?
2: Is this okay, like so this Thrasher a, Metal? No, no, or is no. This, this like is a band orchestra. called Death, Death
1: Cab for Cutie. Yeah, ah. and uh, not Thrasher. No. Emo. Not sure. Emo. Well, they're like I don't know what they are. Emo. I don't know what they are. Uh, anyway, there was a guy <laughs> and his concert partner. We were in the, we were in the uh, balcony, okay? Yeah. yeah. Can't afford those rich tickets down, down <laughs> below. So we're in the balcony, and there's a guy standing. I noticed he's standing the entire time. Hmm. The rest of the balcony's sitting. Uh-huh. Would you ask for your money back if you were sitting behind that guy? Hmm.
0: Were you sitting behind that guy, or is no, this all I, I you're was just ruminating? Like I was just,
1: I was like not paying attention to the concert because I was <laughs> <laughs> thinking about how angry I would be if I was the person sitting next behind him. Wow. And I, That is so wow. funny. What? Okay, now I'm. I, okay, sometimes you are give you us. Someone that's like, you give us a right. glimpse
0: what it's like to be you, let's, let's, like in your mind. You can not enjoy the concert because a no, guy I,
2: I a nowhere time. near
1: you is standing. Someone else is having their view obstructed. So <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> where, why are we even here? Right, exactly. No, I had a good time, but I was just thinking. Every does he not see that everybody else is sitting down? Can he just sit down with everybody else? That has to be a. That has to be a majority rules. I am very
0: self-conscious about people around me. I'm I'm too insecure. I I mean, yeah, I'm just very self-conscious. The question I had for myself this weekend, and this is probably not appropriate for the pod whatsoever, but what you are now talking about brought me back to the 11 o'clock Sunday. I'm in Fishers. You know, we've got a song after your sermon and I got to get ready for that, but I'm also still quite under the weather. Mm -hmm. But there is never an appropriate time to blow your nose in church. Just never, never. I'm going to offend someone in front of me, behind me, no. on all sides of me. So I'll just, I'll get up and leave. But then I'm like, well, I might miss my cue, but I really have to. There's just never an appropriate time.
2: Really? You're worried what people will think I don't about you ruin their your nose rather than oh. you just get up and walk out.
0: Yeah, that might be more <laughs> distracting. I don't know. Never
2: Tyler, a good time. Here's what I'm wondering. What if yeah. this guy today, he's on his own He probably podcast. had a great time. He's on his own podcast and he's talking about how frustrated he was. That he was the only person willing to stand to
1: show his respect for the great music. That's fine. But majority (laughs) has to rule. (laughs) You, I am way too insecure to be the only person standing in a room full of sitting people.
0: But since when did Death Cab become a sitting band like that? I would not consider that like let's go to
1: the show sit. it doesn't matter we'll have a lovely everybody's time everybody's sitting that's the choice that's been made i <laughs> abide <laughs> i abide majority rule uh yeah so i just kept thinking i just kept feeling bad for the people behind him i was like i wouldn't want to sit there and i'd probably want my money back or i'd i i do not know i expected a fight to break out
0: or i would just stand up
1: like if, if yeah, it means depend, that much to you and then the people behind them are like hey you see all the hundreds yeah. of people sitting?
0: Yeah, ripple effect. Yeah. I see. Yeah. I don't go what to a lot of sit down. What I was most concerned concerts. about is that
1: everybody would end up standing and then I would have to stand.
0: Now, now <laughs> it all makes sense. There we go.
1: Now that, yeah. Well, that's what I did last night, but. That's pretty awesome. It was a good time. Um, We had a good time. Good. I'm glad you could
2: actually redeem the tickets that you got for Christmas.
1: Yep. We did it. So, um, something launched yesterday that I want to talk about uh, at Grace. And uh, we're calling it 12 Days of Comfort and Joy. Oh, yeah. Yes. And so every other day, we talked about this a little last week. Every other day, um, you, friend of the pod, will be able to visit our Facebook page or Instagram or head to our website, go to the Christmas page, and you'll be able to enter to win either an experience or a thing that our hope is builds into or starts a new family tradition. Uh, For you and your family. And so, yesterday, or the other day, was a a Christmas tree donated by a local tree farm, Sambles. Today, the gift is a Lego nativity set.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: Pretty cool. And so, we've had hundreds and hundreds of people enter to win these things. Mm -hmm. And it's just exciting because one of the questions is, uh, how likely are you to recommend Grace Church to to a friend? And almost... I mean a ton of people are saying like extremely likely I love this place and it just for me that make that we're talking about comfort and joy to me that makes me feel like a warm hug like yeah we've got a whole community of people just fired up about this That's place awesome. it's cool yeah so
0: they have to fill out a questionnaire to enter the drawing
1: yeah so one of the th- the things you have to do is you have to comment on either Facebook or Instagram to enter and you also have to fill out a form so we know where to deliver the gift mm-hmm. for you so if it's christmas tree gift we have to either drive it to your house or mail it or something. So you'll have to fill out some kind of form. Um and on that form we just ask what what your opinions are or feelings are about Grace Church. And a lot of people um have really high high uh feelings or good feelings toward cool toward Grace. So it's really cool. Yeah, that, that's the best part for me is seeing all the all the positive feedback and getting excited about that. And are so. the
0: prizes announced the day of
1: Yeah, so
2: today The odd days. It's being announced they're announced the win the odd days and they're you could sign up on
1: the even days. Yeah. So today, uh. so today is the 4th <laughs> math. And you can go to our Facebook page and be like, "Oh, Lego nativity set, I want it." And then you enter. Uh-huh. And then tomorrow on the 5th, we will announce who won.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Cool. 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 It's exciting. Staff can't win though. I, I know, I've got, I know. gotten more feedback about that from disgruntled <laughs> staff members. Yeah,
0: my son would flip
2: over backwards for that nativity set. I mm-hmm. almost commented on Instagram because I was interested in answering the question, but then I was like, wait, no, I don't want it to look like I'm trying to win the prize
1: that my church is giving away. Yeah. So. You're like, I
2: love Grace. Yeah. So I just didn't. Yeah.
1: Mm. And something else happened last weekend, guys. What? Marin debuted an original tune. That's right. It happened. Maren Gaffron, which I loved. It was wonderful. Thank um, you. Well okay, done. So context a little bit we are entering into, or we entered into a series called comfort and joy. And this is about as far as I know for context, because you wrote a song called comfort and joy. Mm -hmm. So we're going to play it in a minute, but I have questions for you. Is that, can we, can we talk about this? Okay. Well, okay. So you, you, you you were in Fishers Mm -hmm. and we sang this song at every campus and you got to sing it in Fishers. Yes. Um, but I have questions about what, what, inspired you to write it, um, and what your what was your process in going through writing it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, answer it now. Yeah,
1: let's talk about it. Because in a second, I want to play <laughs> Is it. That but it? I wanna... Is that the question? Yeah. That's one of my many questions. Yeah.
0: So, I, I was inspired by last year's creativity. We had um, original takes on some classic Christmas carols last year. Brad did one. Will did one. Yeah. And then, when we... When we established that our theme would be comfort and joy this year, I we were in a meeting, we, we all came to an agreement, all right, cool, that's what we're going to call it, comfort and joy. I felt like that's all I needed to be able to sit and write. And typically when I write, I write from piano. So if I can sit in front of a piano a couple of minutes, you know, I'll have an idea of some kind. Um, And one of my favorite passages of scripture that I see as a Christmas passage is the 60th chapter of Isaiah. Arise, Mm. shine, your light has come. Um, Darkness covers the earth, great darkness its people. Um, The glory of the Lord will shine upon you, all that stuff. So that, yeah, it's like an announcing of the coming of
1: Christ. Yeah.
0: And yeah, the light, the hope for the world. So the song was written out of that um, chapter.
1: So... As far as I know, you haven't done this before for Grace.
0: No, I haven't.
1: And so, what what inspired you to do it now?
0: Um, I think it just there was a theme that I could go with, um, and I had some extra time on a Tuesday afternoon. Oh, you did it in one day? <laughs> yeah,
2: we came oh up with goodness. the theme, and
0: then I'm like, yeah, it, yeah. Anyway, that's cool. Yeah, it was cool. It, it the, it's been a fascinating process for me because I have written lots of things in the past. I've recorded plenty of times but I've never written for like others to use. It's been like when I would go out when the kids were young, when I was much younger and I would go out and I would tour, I would write stuff for my band and stuff for us to do on the road, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So this was a new way to write, trying to think corporately and, you know, how could this translate across three campuses and, you know, yeah for other people to be able to play it and for other people to be able to sing it i had to think do i want it to be congregational where like everyone sings it together or do i yeah. want it to be more of a response song that's more of like a solo effort and so that's kind of what i went with the response
1: mm-hmm. song. yeah the the interesting part is that you had to think about other people singing mm-hmm. this that is I'm that playing is it? that a first time for you experience or definitely okay so how did that affect affect what you chose to put in the song or...
0: It affected the melody I chose. Um It affected the overall just feel of the song. Yeah. It's ca- kind of hard to put into words, but yeah, you just... um
1: You're like, is Tyler singing? No? Okay, well, well I'll make this write complicated.
0: you <laughs> less of a selfish place. Yeah. You know, you try to think about, you just think about the whole and you don't mm. think about if I'm out, you know, mm. performing or whatever. It's just, yeah. it's, a, it's a gift to others and mm-hmm. it's not something I'm just writing for myself. So it, just, yeah. it came from a completely different place.
2: Um, I love it. I hope that in the not too distant future, we can kind of get this to become something that's a little bit more yeah, a part of our sort of the fabric of our, oh yeah, of our church. I love that we have so many gifted songwriters and people who can, who can do this. Um, I, yeah, I just have so much hope for what that could look like to oh, yeah. have our own sort of collection of music that, that is born and bred out of Grace Church. Yeah, so.
0: It's definitely a strong desire of people within the worship arts uh, community and definitely the staff here, worship arts staff here. There's a strong desire to just express in a unique way what God is doing here yeah. among the our people of this fellowship that we call Grace Church.
1: Did you get it submitted to a WOW 2018?
0: Not yet, no. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, and I have to say the other best part of it, aside from just writing and seeing it come to life in other campuses, um, it was a real collaborative effort mm -hmm. with musicians that I just kind of pieced together. So I had- Yeah, who's uh, on it? David Rue is a drummer oh, cool. here at 146, so he played drums. And then Edgar and Abraham, um, who also are musicians here at 146, played bass and keys. Yeah. And then Zach is the student ministries worship leader here at 146. He played acoustic guitar. And then Jeremy Snyder, the electric, one of the electric players over at Fisher's, um, played the electric parts. And I didn't have their parts written for them. I they had, just kind of did it. I had the piano and a voice um, a couple of base ideas. Like I made a rough demo. We would call that like pre-production. I made a rough demo and gave it to the guys and said, here's what's in my mind. How would you interpret this? Hmm. And And that gave them freedom. They asked me if it was okay. Sometimes when you receive somebody else's song, you're like, well, I mean, are you, is there room? Is there margin to kind of flex? And like, of course there is. I want this to be something we create together, which is Mm -hmm. also something that made it
2: different. Like
1: Maren, I heard your ideas and, uh, Here's my polka version. Right. Is,
2: well, is that why we ended up with that uh, 12 minute drum solo? The- <laughs> <laughs> because Dave Rue just really wanted really a drum solo. As I interpret this song, <laughs> yeah. I think comfort and joy. I think
0: one, two. Oh yeah. my goodness! Oh, and I have to say, Dave Fackler was our engineer, and yeah. he's on production staff here. Right and on Dave. Yeah, he's awesome. He played the sleigh bells in the song. Oh, cool, <laughs> nice. Dave. Yeah, so it's just a real collaborative effort. I, uh, I was able to build the string parts there in the studio, and mm-hmm. it's just everybody that was a part of it has their fingerprint on it in a unique way that is theirs and so then having the song be really written by members of Grace Church's worship arts That's community cool. yeah other members of gracious wow, grace's worship arts music community had to learn the other people's parts. Yeah. Yeah. So to go into Fishers and I, the guitar player I had at Fishers this weekend, and it was a joy to me to say, did you know that those are Jeremy's parts? Like, cool. you know, th- this is awesome. This is us creating music That's cool. for us. And it's So is that great. your
1: dream? Like, what, what do you want this to do? You I know can you see how big I'm had, smiling. Yeah.
0: Like, I <laughs> love the collaborative process. Yeah. I love it. I love letting other people, um, like, I guess, paint on the canvas that mm-hmm. I bring into the room. You know, I have this thing. What do you think? Mm -hmm. And then they put their color on it and we create something collaboratively collaboratively and collectively. That is probably the thing I love the most. And then to see it executed, I mean, essentially each campus put their own stamp on it when they performed it this weekend. I watched Mm -hmm. um, Julie lead it at North Indy. I watched Amy lead it here. And I love that. They're both strong vocalists. They made it their own when it was their turn to just deliver the song. So it's just awesome.
1: I love it. Um, Where can people find it?
0: It's on the Grace Church website. So if you click on Christmas at Grace um, and you scroll down a little bit, all three of the original Christmas offerings, all the Christmas songs that we've offered in the last two years, there's two from last year and then Comfort and Joy from this year. They're all right there on on the website. You can download them for free.
2: Cool. And when are we getting the EDM remix?
0: Oh yeah. Well, I mean, are you you're not even joking because I
2: am joking. There is a song. Is joking. There's
0: a song coming. I won't give it away. What? But there is another song.
2: I what? didn't
1: write it.
0: There's another yeah. version of another song and it's coming. It's coming Grace Church.
1: Um, cool. All right. Brace Barry. yourselves. Little did you know. <laughs> I had no idea. Little quips turn into turn into reality. Yeah. Okay, can we listen to it? I want to listen to it.
0: Okay, I'm I promise I'll feel really awkward, but we can let's no, kind of <laughs> listen the point,
1: to it. <laughs> figured reason.
2: that
0: was the point. Thanks.
1: Please hold. <laughs> I don't
0: know. Oh my goodness.
1: That wasn't it, but this is it. Sleigh bells. Dave, Dave Backler. Dave Backler on the <laughs> sleigh bells. There is
0: hope in your light darkest night there is peace in the strength of your love and we have this treasure in jars of clay that you hold in your hands in the palm of your
1: hand I've listened to this a number of times now and I think the bass is my favorite part Bass? Yeah. The bass? yeah. The bass lines.
0: You, I wish you could have been in the studio with us when this was coming to life. Like, It, it was so much fun. You had Abraham and Edgar really talking back and forth in Spanish, you know, shaping the song. They're both yeah. just such brilliant studio musicians themselves. Yeah. Um, and then kind of, yeah, just all of that. There was creative ideas. Like up for grabs and kind of picking which ideas we wanted to go mm-hmm. with and which ideas didn't quite work. And but then there was also this like bilingual thing going on. It yeah. was it was so much life, That's so much awesome. energy. It was awesome. What? Kristen Raves just sent me a text saying Tyler morning. only writes sad breakup songs.
1: <laughs> I'm turning it up. <laughs> <laughs> from the of love.
2: love this chord progression
1: Song. Yes. Is that Mary, you just made a face. Is I that made like...
0: uh, my favorite chords just happened while oh, okay. you were talking,
1: but it's cool. <laughs> talking over her chords. Talking <laughs> over your favorite chords, I'm so sorry. Uh, did you know this is gonna be a Christmas? Like a dusting of Christmas song? A
0: dusting of a Christmas? A dusting of
1: Christmas sprinkled just in a on the Christmas sprinkle? Yeah. Of course. Did you know that? Or
0: yeah, I sat down with the intention to write a Christmas song. Okay. And so, yeah, the first thing that came to me was Isaiah 60. And then trying to weave in tidings of comfort and joy, since that's our theme for the year. Um, Even just musically, like the the chords I chose, to me, were reminiscent of some of the Christmas music that I like. A little jazzier, you know, I like the jazz brushes feel on the drums, like, yeah. Christmas album mm-hmm. is one of my top five like favorite Christmas albums ever. Just
1: Charlie Brown,
0: all jazzy.
2: You you know it. You know I don't it. Know. <laughs> I don't know if I know it. You definitely like do. the cartoon. Thousand times oh. you do.
0: <laughs> <Thousand> times. <laughs> <You're an American. laughs> With the brilliance of a thousand
2: suns. <laughs> da, da, you da, da, do da, da. <laughs> that song. <laughs> uh, Just, you have to look it up. So. I didn't know that your inspiration was Isaiah 60. You know, I ended my sermon reading a portion of Isaiah 60. Yes. That was not, that okay. I didn't realize.
0: I wanted to ask you about that because yeah, a lot of times very like, you are so good at tying in elements that you know are coming before your message or after your message. You're really good at just kind of. Reminding us, oh, that video you just saw, it's because of this. This Mm. is the point we were making. Like, Mm. you're really good at tying that in. So I didn't know (laughs) if you ended your sermon that way because you knew we were going into this song. No. Well. Or if it was, oh, my goodness, Holy Spirit, when I sat in my office at my piano and wrote The Radiance of Love, like, from Isaiah 60, I had no way of
2: knowing where you were going with the sermon. Right. I give, I give all the credit to the big guy because I this was literally, to end the sermon that way, I thought, okay, I want to give people an opportunity to actually meditate on this a little bit. How could I do that? Do I just say stuff that they can think about? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, actually, I, I would it would be better to read scripture and let the scripture speak. And then as I was kind of just flipping through, thinking through some stuff, I was like, oh. Isaiah 60 is so perfect cuz it talks about light dawning and it's but it's before Jesus and so it's this
0: I anyway. feel a praise break. Oh, oh. I, I really do. Da, da, da. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's cool. It's I, oh my goodness. Thank you Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We really got to get I don't Tyler to you ever experienced a real a praise more break <laughs> you, Tyler? Oh dear. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man. No, I I was to me, when I watched you deliver the sermon, it mm. felt like, wow, this is the Holy Spirit lining it up. Mm. Um, I didn't know when I wrote the song that you were going to be talking about darkness and that light dawning in the darkness and all that stuff. So mm. it, it, it just retrospectively, it's incredible to it's me amazing. the way that, yeah. you know, it lined up for this particular weekend. So yeah. I'm super, super blessed. And um, yeah, sometimes... Okay, so there's a there's someone I knew from high school that my my husband posted a video of when I did it at Fisher's this last Sunday, and somebody that I was vaguely in contact with in high school. Um, we weren't really like close friends or anything, but she she wrote. Um, as as a comment that she's been really struggling with her faith lately and that she listened to that song and she just cried through the whole thing and mm. it made her go in her words it made her go dust off her bible mm. and just call back out to god and so that's just how humbled i feel i i could just burst into tears because there's something so sweet and so special when you feel like wow holy spirit you used me lord you You use me. And that's the feeling we want for all of our people. We want them to know what it feels like when we say to them, you were made for more, but when you actually get to like live into that more Mm. and just let the Lord take your efforts and multiply them in ways that you would never imagine what that feels like is so precious and so humbling and so overwhelming all at the same time. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Well, thank you for the, the gift of the song to grace. Um, Again, you can go to our Christmas page, gracechurch.us slash Christmas and uh, listen to it. I think you can download it. Mm-hmm. I hope you can download it. You okay. can.
0: It's uh, Yeah, we made sure it was available for free okay. download. So it's a Christmas gift. Go do gift. that.
1: Yeah. Thank you for, for doing that because you're right. You don't know, like, when we're planning this stuff, we're like, you know, this will be a nice performance song, Marin. thank you for writing it. But you don't know, like, how widespread the impact will be until you see things like the Facebook comment from your acquaintance mm-hmm. back in the day or um, there are people right now on, on Facebook responding to it and it, it, it's just you never know. and it's it's such a blessing to be able to sit on this side of it to, to receive as part of Grace, like all of the feedback and
0: yeah well how I just, many lives
1: are you're, you're touching with. I'm thankful your, for
0: Grace for even letting gift. this be a thing and I'm thankful to our uh, music community here that brought it to life. Yeah, so we can't wait to do more.
1: All right. Right on. All right. Last week, Barry, or last weekend, you yes. gave a sermon about light. It's true. Yes, you I sure did. did. So um for anyone who may have missed it, hasn't seen it yet, hasn't listened to it, uh, what's the big idea of all the things you talked about last weekend? Well, the big idea is you don't have to be afraid of the
2: dark anymore. Like that's what I kind of came back to. But mm. I'll be honest, this was a really dense message. Like there's a lot of of theological stuff, a lot of exegetical stuff to kind of unpack. Frankly, I was a little insecure about it. I felt like after 4:30, after I, I sat down, I was like, man, that was too much. That was too much. But then I heard from a lot of people over the weekend that they did that it did mean something to them and there were a lot of uh, fellow Bible nerds who actually really really loved it and people who necessarily weren't necessarily Bible nerds loved that they actually had a chance to think about the darkness that that they were facing, but to do it in the context of the light of Christ. And so anyway, I,
0: I personally like that. I wouldn't consider myself a Bible nerd. I don't really know what qualifies one to be a Bible nerd, <laughs> I <don't> but <laughs> I appreciate that you are not afraid to allow us to think. Well, you yeah. know, you yeah. could, or you, force us to think. Yeah. Like you could spoon feed us a message or yeah. you could challenge us. And yeah. so I appreciate that you do that.
2: Well, you challenge us. And you know that's one of the things I talked about. The passage that we looked at is one that I believe was intentionally written to be what the whole Old Testament was, which is Jewish meditation literature. This is not meant to be facts, lists of facts. This is meant to be something to chew on and think about and, and meditate on. And so that's what John had in mind. And so that's what I had in mind to, to talk about his. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess really briefly, John one, it's the prologue to his gospel. And I kind of framed it as his version of the Christmas story, even though it looks nothing like you know, Joseph and Mary a donkey. And, Essentially, he talks about uh, Christ is the word, the yes. word of God, and the word became human and made his home among us. And that word is the light of humankind, essentially. he mm. His life gave light to everything. So what that means, what I kind of boiled it down to is that the word of God it throughout the Old Testament, I believe, is God's loving self-revelation. So when God wants to make himself known, that revelation is, is referred to as the word and Jesus Christ is the perfect self-revelation of God because he is God himself becoming us becoming human. So that then I tied in what as John does with the Genesis 1 creation story, he mm-hmm. he paints the picture of uh the creation and the word that that brought light and life into the into the world, you know, let there be light, that word was Christ. It's super trippy to think about and kind of crazy, but that word was was God. That let there be light was God's self revelation to this world. Yeah, and in the same way, Christ becoming human was God's self revelation to that to this world, and that
1: coming into this world brought light and therefore life to everything. So, and you said for those of us who are not Bible nerds, you said there's a there's a variety of places in the Bible where the word yeah. <laughs> yeah. Personified. Yeah, personified. And
2: so, well, and there's a distinction because in Hebrew, in the Old Testament, it's, it's never just the word. It's usually, it's usually the word of the Lord, Mm -hmm. the word of Yahweh. That phrase shows up a bajillion times in the Old Testament. And I, I made the point in the sermon. Sometimes it shows up as a reference to like the law of Moses people like in Psalm, I think one or two, they talk about, I meditate on your word. You know, yeah. and, and that's the word of the Lord. Sometimes it shows up as something a prophet receives. It says the word of the Lord came to the prophet mm. Jeremiah or something. And that And I just mean the revelation the, God. God's God. Revel, God revealed himself to Jeremiah, and that's what allowed him to have that prophecy. And then there are like a few, a handful of instances where the word of the Lord, the word of Yahweh shows up. And in the story, it's actually like a person who but it's also god so it's this it's yeah. it's this unique kind of character which it, it's not i i'm not arguing that the old testament writers were secretly hinting that it was actually christ the whole time all i'm saying is that they had a concept for something that was both distinct from god and also god and that is something that john connected the dots with when he said and christ is the word so
1: i i've never I guess I've never cared enough to like do yeah. my own research on this, but right. I've always been confused
0: by the Trinity or like
1: no, the no. oneness of what? No, he's not like the word. <laughs> uh, no, so word. I have I probably read John more hmm. than any other book of the Bible, yeah, because they that's the that's the like uh, paperback things that I always get handed out on the street or whatever, you know, like, so you always read those then. Well, that- <laughs> I have more of those yeah. than any other book in the Bible. I've got more copies of John in my house than any <laughs> anything else. Okay. So I've always been confused about the word. Yeah. And, uh, in the beginning, the word was with God and the word was God, right? That's how right. it goes. Yeah. And so this is the first time that it's ever made sense hmm. where, it's self-revelation. God revealed himself in the beginning and God's revealing himself here. Yeah. And when, and when God reveals himself, we call it the word. That's, that's the first time that's ever made sense to me. Mm. Good. Well, great. Yeah. Wait so little which, Barry, what, thanks. I guess. Which is I'm why in you am the Bible nerd club now. <laughs> Welcome. I'll get you your, I'll get you your
2: badge and your, to, your tote bag really soon. <laughs> My tote bag. Uh, but yeah, that's, and that's, to me, that makes so much sense. Finally, to be able to understand why we call the Bible the Word of God, yeah. but also Jesus is the
1: Word and the Living Word, the Living Word. It's yeah. all yeah. So, um, and you said uh, Jesus is God's "I love you" to a broken wor- world. Yeah, that's another way of saying this is God revealing Himself. Well, right? God is
2: love. So, yeah. and again, this is we're getting very theological. But if God is love and He reveals Himself in any way. It's loving. It's a loving self-revelation. And so I would argue like that, yes, creation itself was an act of love because from the very beginning, God created the the universe to be in relationship with us, which is nuts to think about. Uh, but in the same way, him becoming human was an act of incredible love, and the, and yet that was an act that revealed his character and who he is and his desires for the world. So, yeah, Jesus... Is and is God's "I love you" to a broken world? That was just a. I just enjoyed writing that sentence. I don't know that we need to dig into it too much, but I like it.
1: Oh, fine. I'll just. I mean, erase we erase all my going. questions about yeah. it then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so Jesus' birth is God's way of showing the world who He is, because it says that Jesus is full of unfailing love, yeah, and faithfulness. Right.
2: It says that that uh, in verse. 18 of John one, it says no one has ever seen God, but the unique one who is himself. God is near to the father's heart and he has revealed God to us. So in other words, Christ reveals to us the God that we can't see.
1: Mm -hmm. I just think it's cool. Maybe it's because I'm not a Bible nerd or maybe this is how people become Bible nerds, Mm -hmm. but I just think it's really cool when you can show me or, or us that someone in the new Testament is writing in this like, born identity <laughs> like national treasure kind of code that's like pointing back to something that happened a long time ago to where the readers would be like oh yeah that happened right and that's the same thing as what's happening now so I get it right except that it's not code to the original readers <laughs> what, what no, I mean is, it is it is to us Matt Damon <laughs> no <I'm not. laughs>
2: but to us it's it's all shrouded in mystery and confusion but to the original readers uh I mean it's it would be plain as the nose on yeah. my face. Like it just makes so much sense. Some, I, the Bible project has this incredible podcast, uh, second favorite podcast for me other than between Sundays. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I listen to the podcast and one of the things they talk about is how the, like the gospel of like Matthew, let's say they were discussing, why doesn't, why doesn't Matthew just come right out and say, Jesus is God. And yeah. cause that would just make it so much easier for us to deal with the theology of, of the incarnation. Yeah. And essentially what, what, what the one of the guys on the podcast says is he does. He just doesn't say it in language that translates to us, but and then he shows example after example after example where the things that Jesus does and says would have immediately been implying to his readers, to yeah. Matthew's readers, I'm God or He's God. So yeah.
1: we just don't get it. We just don't get it. So yeah, it's because uh we're silly. We're silly in 2018. We don't well, we don't talk and think the same way.
2: No, what we've done. Here's why I'm a moron. <laughs> here's why I'm a moron. It's a good one. No, what we've done, and this is, you'll hear me, I talk (laughs) all the time about the Old Testament, right? It comes up a lot, probably on almost every one of my sermons, I talk about the Old Testament. Because what we've done in the modern world is we have we have turned Christianity into a set of behaviors to follow. Yeah. And we've looked at where can we find those behaviors? And so we've taken the new Testament as our sort of code. This is what actually matters to us. And we've turned the story of God's redemption of humanity into God created the world. God created humanity, humanity sinned, but then Jesus, Smash cut, Jesus, yeah, exactly. And, and we've, we've completely erased this massive sweep of God's intentions throughout history and through his chosen people and all of that. So, yeah, yeah we, I we certainly take, did. So, so when all we read is the New Testament, yeah, and maybe like Genesis and a little bit of Exodus, like when that's all we read, that doesn't allow us to de- kind of dive into the deeper mm-hmm. depths of who uh, who our people are, who are who's our what's our history. Yeah, and so, we're missing
0: out on a lot of the richness that mm-hmm. is in the New Testament. Yeah. Yeah. I love cross references. I yeah. really do. I lo- I love digging. I love. You know, when you started talking about the word and then you brought us back through a couple of Old Testament examples of the Lord spoke the word. And yeah, I I, I love that. Yeah.
2: So all, all that to say, like, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with us. We just have we just have we're missing some of these obvious references that the original readers would have had, which is why I'm really passionate about mm-hmm. helping people. Fill in those gaps, which is why, like, I didn't even mention it at all, but I was hoping uh, somebody when we read Genesis one and it said something about darkness covered the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. I was hoping somebody would have a little ping back to the sermon that I gave about the flood and or about the, you know, crossing of the Red Sea and all that, because that's what I want. I want people to slowly Build up their own set of references mm-hmm. to remember, like, oh yeah, yeah. the floodwaters mean chaos, mm-hmm. and that shows up, and and there's light and order out of chaos. I didn't even mention the sea, but I'm hoping somebody had a ping when I did that. So we can we can get there, guys. We yeah. can we can reestablish. I think our- many of
0: us are there, like whether or not we come up to you afterwards and one's like, and you know what I thought about <laughs> right. the mm. chaos yeah. of the ocean <laughs> right. when you said that. Right, like right. it's there. Right. We might not
2: say it to you, which is fine. It's it's all like we all have a job of helping to reestablish some of these building blocks and uh i mean even the song that is a part of this it's a part of helping us to to shape our our imagination of of our yeah savior and and to do it in a way that helps us to align ourselves at least a little bit more with the old testament so having a song that's redolent with imagery from isaiah 60 mm mm-hmm. Is actually helping our people become more biblically literate, oh, sure. even though you're not saying, and then turn to Isaiah right. 60. And, Isaiah yeah. 60,
0: <laughs> smash cut, newborn king. Right. And, and how does that connect? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Born identity. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's and then it.
0: first Peter, first Peter, um, one of the cross references that I, I stumbled across today, um, your new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal living word of God. As the scriptures say, people are like grass. Their beauty is like the flower in the field. The grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord remains forever. And that word is the good news that was preached to you. Mm. Christ is the word. Christ is the good news. Mm-hmm. He He is the word that remains forever.
1: Yeah. He's the revelation of God.
0: He's the eternal living word of God.
1: So John's, John's pointing his readers back to Genesis one. Yes. Very intentionally.
2: Oh yeah. Uh, By using the, his first words in Greek and RK in the beginning, that those are the words that start the Bible. Everybody knows it. In fact, the, uh, the Hebrew Bible, I don't know if it's actually, I don't know where we get. I'm confused on the word Genesis, but I, I think that might be it. But basically, there when people in in the Jewish scriptures refer to Genesis, they refer to it as in the beginning. Mm-hmm. That's the name of the mm. book in Hebrew. But I somebody, some reader is gonna help me remember how this all connects. I I forget. But that's what they called the book. So that that those three words, or two words in Greek, would have been very, very abundantly clear what that is. And then he talks about uh He created everything through him. Nothing was created except he, except through him, the word gave life to everything that was created.
1: So, and his life brought light to everything. And so you kind of summarized what my next question, the answer to my next question, which is, what does this all say about God? Mm -hmm. Because light is revealed and created in the beginning. Light's revealed and created now in the birth of Jesus. What's God trying to say here? What what is what is He doing? What do we need to What do we need to hear? Um, Well, there's a couple a couple things that come to mind.
2: One of them being uh, verse five: the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. There's something about if you look at Genesis, there is there is like there's light, there's order, there's life, but then humanity begins the slow process of dismantling that order right. and bringing chaos and death and, and darkness into the world. And so in some sense, what we're, what he's saying now is this is the, this is the, uh, actually there's a, there's a verse in, in the new Testament that's, that says creation again. I, I, John, uh, Jesus says it somewhere. This is the creation again. This yeah. is the new creation where Christ brings light, but this time the, the darkness will never extinguish it. This light will only grow yeah. and this order will only continue to increase. So that there's what he's saying is that there's something fundamentally different this time mm-hmm. around because what Christ has brought into the world, God becoming human, has changed things fundamentally. Yeah. So that's a big one.
1: Yeah. It, it, God is saying, like, I, I care about you. <laughs> I cared about you at the beginning. I care about you now. And it's different this time. And if, I'm not going to let you... Perish, right? Right. right? So, yeah. I, when when you're talking about what John is saying, going back to the beginning of the cosmos and how it's kind of the same, I just picture, like, I just had a timeline or a picture of the story God's trying to tell us, mm. which is He's relentlessly pursuing His creation in both instances. Right. Right. And I don't know that his, that gives his, me comfort and joy. His love was so
2: extravagant that He was willing to give His own creation the option to. To uh, turn against him, yeah, he could have just made us all robots. He didn't. He gave us free will for whatever reason, and that was he loved us so much that he gave us the option to choose him. And then when we chose to reject him, he continued to pursue us by cho- by creating a chosen people that he could then use to hopefully bring all of the nations back to him. Mm-hmm. And when that chosen people turned against him and and essentially brought themselves to the point of exile as a consequence, God said, all right, I'm going to go ahead and pursue you even further by joining you. I'm going to join you. And not only join you, I'm going to suffer the consequences for your rebellion over those many, many generations. And I will die so that you can live because I want, I want even the consequences of your free will. I want you to be with me. Yeah. That's unbelievable. The more you think about it. Absolutely stunning.
0: And then he imparts that light to us, the people who carry that light in the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. Let your light shine before all men that right. they may see your right. good deeds and glorify your father in heaven.
2: Mm. Yeah. There's a, yeah, there's, I, this is something I really want to think about more, um, and, and research more. But, um, so don't, don't like hold me to this if this isn't exactly correct. But what, one of the things that I think about when I hear that verse and, and think about this is that in the old Testament, uh, God is always glorified. He's always glory which is this very bright shiny attribute of god it's this bright heaviness and when god shows up places throughout the old testament it is beams of light that are so like brilliant and so horrifyingly scary that people just fall on their face and as yeah. if it dead it's yeah. that's what you see that's god's glory and and then you get these ideas that that glory actually reflects off of things. So the sun and the moon, those are reflections of God's glory. All the stars, reflections of God's Mm -hmm. glory. When Moses goes into the tabernacle, he comes out and his face is so bright, people can't look at it. Mm -hmm. So he has to wear a veil till it fades because he's reflecting God's glory. Now it does fade, but then you get to Jesus and you look at the transfiguration in Matthew 17 and he doesn't reflect God's glory. He actually shines with his own glory, which is a a key indicator that perhaps Jesus actually is God yeah. himself. Mm. But then you get to the the people of God who in that verse, at least, which I need to, again, research more is implying. We don't reflect the glory of God. We have the glory of God within us because of Christ. Yeah. So all of a sudden we are no longer just reflecting the glory of God. We actually are shining with the glory of God through Christ. Like he's within us. And therefore Whoa.
0: that's why our body's a temple. Like yeah. we are the temple of the Holy spirit.
2: Right. We yeah. don't have to wear a veil over our faces because we are actually the ones that are emanating that light or we should be into this world because Christ is is in us.
0: Yeah, and I mean, have you ever come across a person that you just feel that from? Mm. Like, wow, talking to you is probably about as close as I'm going to get this side of heaven of like just beholding the glory of God. Like there are some people that do just- I'm
1: right here. It's
0: not Tyler, but there are some people that just exude.
2: Yeah, well, and I mean, we're getting, this is all very- Poetic, and obviously, we're not talking about literal light right now, but there are people for whom, when you are with them, when you're around them, the darkness in you seems to scatter a little bit. I'm thinking of Pastor Peter. Mm. in in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you met him. I met him. He, he passed away before you had a chance to meet him, Marin. But uh he's worst a- driver I've ever met. <laughs> and one of the <laughs> and one of the most sweet, yeah, godly men that ever. Too. That too, for yeah, sure. Yeah. And also, little fun fact, he was actually little Peter's adoptive grandfather. Oh wow. He's Yuri's dad. Oh wow. Which is cool. It's just a whole connection. But anyway, <sighs> Pastor Peter's the kind of guy where he really did. I mean he shone with the with the light of Christ. And when you were with him, it was like I'm going to be okay. And you did, he just, he made, he brought light with him where he went, which is amazing. And that's something we all can do, which is crazy. It's
0: encouraging to me because that to me is like the crux of your whole message. The light is here. Yeah. The light has come. Right. It's here and it's, it's, it's attainable and it's accessible to all of us. Right. Yeah.
2: And yeah, there's. To to overstretch the analogy, I talked at the beginning about going into a cave uh, one time. I loved that. Did you? (laughs) Here's why I'm a moron. (laughs) This is why I'm a moron, because I went into a cave by myself. Anyway, yeah, I I went and explored a cave and then turned out my headlamp when I was in this <laughs> cavern just to see what would happen. You're was... so
0: lucky that headlamp turned back on. I know, I know, <laughs> right? Oh
2: my gosh, I can you like, imagine? I, yeah, I don't know what my backup plan would have been. I would have just like put my hand on the wall and probably like found my way yeah. out. So but... we,
0: we went to a, a, a cave. My first time in a cave was earlier this year, oh, yeah. uh, spring break, when we went down to Tennessee with my husband's family. And we all... Did you do the it, light my turned my off thing? Family? No, no. I can now I can't remember which Who's, family whose it was whose family with. was that Whose family were we with but I think it was my family actually and that must have been Christmas but anyway we w- we did go into a cave it was my family
1: Um Is and- that when the service guy brought bear pizza to the bear
0: or something? I have no idea what you're oh. talking about. No, <laughs> that was my husband's family oh, okay. the bear <laughs> uh, yeah different story. But no, I had never been in a cave before and yeah. we we went on this cave tour so it was kind of touristy mm-hmm. and I mean there was like electric you know, oh, yeah. like lining, there's, light yeah, there's in the cave. lights, right. But we got to this one section where our tour guide warned us that she was going to do this, but she turned the lights out and I've never right. felt darkness like that. I'm from Chicago. It's right. never dark, right? It's never actually mm. dark ever. Right. And so to be in this cave and have the lights all the way off, you're right. What happens in your brain immediately is right. just panic. And how did I get in here? And how do right. I get out? And, and what's that
2: sound? And and oh she, she did that
0: to, to illustrate, you know, the earliest explorers of that cave and how they'd go in there with torches. And mm-hmm. God forbid their torch should get extinguished for any reason. And then I'm oh, yeah. stuck in a cave. So, yeah, you sharing that story was immediately relatable to me because yeah. I've I've felt that darkness. And then it made it all the more powerful to think about The hope of a light shining in that darkness. That if you're in that dark of a place, you know, you're just desperate. Any amount of light Mm -hmm. is, it's just hope. Right. Like a rescuing light.
2: I went back to that same cavern with uh, a buddy of mine. Uh, I think a year later, or something like that, and we actually brought uh, matches just to see what one match could do. Yeah, and that one match was more than enough to light up the entire cavern, enough to see where we were, and it was amazing. So yeah, yeah. which what? just
0: brings that scripture to life that the the darkness cannot overcome it. Right. The light that shined in the darkness, and the
2: darkness right. did not overcome it. What were you gonna say, Tyler? <laughs> Nothing. What I, What in the world
1: were we well, thinking when you were planning your trip? Were you like be sure to bring the matches. we got to light one match in the cave. No, nah, he had matches. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so there's one thing I want yeah. to do. Light a match in this cave when we go. <laughs> um, so, okay. Jesus, the birth of Jesus is the, is the dawning of light in a dark world. Yes. Um, and you talked about how, for some people, this time of year is pretty dark time. Right. It's not, it's not all... For for all Fun. sorts of reasons, right? For it could an, be a ton of reasons. Could be grief over the loss
2: of a loved one. It could yeah. be that you're caught in an addiction. It could be, yeah, on and on and on. There's just a million different reasons why it could be dark. Yeah.
1: Um, and so I want to ask you guys, I, I, if you're willing or if there is something like, is there some darkness that you're facing or you're concerned about or you have anxiety over this holiday season? Because you gave three very practical steps for yes. everyone to take for facing this one, make an appointment with God two, let grace church or people at grace church care for you. And three meditate on the truth. So is there, is there darkness that you guys are facing this season that you need to do this? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> the simple answer is yes.
1: What do you got, Maren? And
0: I think that's why, that's why my heart went to Isaiah 60. When I wrote that song, I, I, I need to meditate on the truth. And for me right now, that means reminding myself that there is hope even on the darkest night. Yeah. Um, you know how Facebook does the time hop thing. So mm-hmm. I think it's today. Um, Facebook time hop reminded me of this time last year. My mom was going through um, uh, like a process of applying for a job. And she needed to pass a physical. And so the prayer this time last year that my dad put out on Facebook was to pray for my mom that she could pass this physical and get this job that that she Mm -hmm. was going after. And little did we know what our 2018 would look like and how much those prayers would change, you know, up to this point this year. And so that overwhelms me to no end when I look back and say, oh my gosh, 2018 was rough. As a fearful person, I look ahead to 2019 and think, oh dear, like, I don't even know what the next year holds. And it's, Mm. it's, it's my default to be a little bit more fearful and pessimistic than to be like hopeful and optimistic and let's, let's do it. This year, I, I don't know how many more Christmases I have with my mom. Mm. (laughs) That's not a great thought. I don't like that thought at all. Um, And I try not to think about it too often, but if I were being honest, I could tell you guys as my friends, and I guess all of our friends of the pod listeners, that I'm in a place where doing what Barry said, practicing, making these appointments with God, being open and honest with my coworkers here and and letting Grace Church care for me, a staff person. Mm -hmm. I did say in a meeting last week, guys, if I'm short or grumpy, please Be patient with me because I'm dealing with a lot. And it might in this season right now be hard for me to project joy, Mm. even though I know that joy goes beyond happiness. The joy of the Lord is my strength. So the the joy of the Lord will get me through whatever 2019 throws at me. The joy of the Lord will get me through a very fast-paced. Holiday season, six services, you know, the joy of the Lord is going to uphold me and get me through all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm all of those things I've had to do within this week, ask my grace family, you know, letting them care for me, letting other people into this hard place, um, and meditating on the truth of God's word that his grace is sufficient for me. Mm. His mercies are new every morning, you know, all of it, all of it, the scripture meditating on that truth.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I, my darkness is going to be very different because I'm not, I don't have anything in my life like what you're facing uh, just with all the stuff that's going on. But I think for me, moving into the this particular Christmas, I'm just, uh, I've got so much, i I feel so much pressure to be like, superhuman almost. It's yeah. just like I've gotta just perform really great and everything I do and I've gotta write sermons and I've gotta uh be the right person for the job and I've gotta answer all the questions well and I've gotta to get to January so that I can get voted into this next thing. But also what if like what if I'm not out made up what if I'm not good enough for this job and what if what mm. if, you know, I fail and what if it's like all just yeah. constantly, which leads me to this almost frenzy where I can't I can't just relax. I can't just be okay with now. And, and so that's a, that can be a dark kind of a shadow over my life. Cause I don't allow myself to just hmm. like take a breath and, and even just like, it's okay to just be with friends and family and not feel this pressure to kind of keep on going. So that's for me, that's something where I just need to like allow yeah. the light of Christ to shine on me to say like, yeah, what you he's are got, enough. I'm yeah. Yeah. It's enough. I could be I could fail at every single thing, and that wouldn't affect the love that he has for me. Yeah. And I need to be okay with that. And um, so I'm working through that. It's it's uh, you know I'd be lying if I said it wasn't an issue. I'm 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 working on it, but I keep seeing the the light at the end of the tunnel, and it's probably going to be it's probably actually going to be better in January. Mm, yeah. Like it really actually will. Usually it's like, you know, you keep saying, Oh, the grass is always green on the other side. I think it might actually be greener
1: <laughs> I got the fertilizer <laughs> over there. So, yeah.
2: so, uh, but yeah, it's just in this season, I need to, I need to let my identity rest in, in Christ and let that be enough and not, uh, get overwhelmed with the pressure that is being put on me by a very well-meaning community. Yeah. So, How about you?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, what are your cave clowns? Well, <laughs> I haven't I haven't talked publicly about this at all. I'm 12 hours f- or 24 hours fresh of learning news about a beloved member of my family who we found out has stage 4 cancer pretty much everywhere. Mm. And this person has been like glue in our family. The reason our family all sees each other in a large part it has to do with this, this, my aunt. And, um, so when you're talking about light and darkness and entering into, like we changed all of our Christmas plans or after Christmas plans to make sure we're going to be with everybody and that kind of stuff. But, uh, when you're talking about light and darkness, I didn't feel darkness until, you know, yesterday Yeah. <laughs> about, about this year specifically, yeah. my own personal experience. Um, But now I do, and since that moment, I mean, I've been pretty open on this show about anxiety and things like that, and truthfully, in the last, like, I don't know, last time I talked about it, but what, two or three months ago, I talked about it, and since then, I haven't had a twinge of anxiety. Wow. Until yesterday. Yeah. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's the stress of the feeling or the weight of the feeling, but meditating on truth is the thing I have to do. Yeah. Yeah. Because. It is to me the darkest situation facing me in my family. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else to do. There's nothing else to do except meditate on truth. And so I'm hungry for that truth. And yeah. so the only way I'm going to find it is if I make appointments with God. Right. Yeah, it, right. Is that what you mean by make appointments with God? Like schedule time? Like what does that mean? Yeah. It's don't treat
2: church and your time with God as this sort of thing to do. If you've got, if you're feeling like it, like make it a, make it a priority. Yeah. And so I, in the sermon, I I just basically was like, come back every week for the series, you know, don't yeah. miss, don't miss church this, this month. But in your context, what it sounds like is it could be anything from that to just determining this month, I'm going to spend time reading scripture yeah. every morning or whatever it is like Make it a making an appointment that you wouldn't want to miss.
1: So, yeah. something I want to do and I'm committing to doing, um, I started today is to f- search for truth and then send that truth to my aunt. Mm. My aunt. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm just texting her scripture. I'm going to do it every day, every morning. I put a notification in my calendar that this is what I want to do. And I'm not good at this type of thing. I'm not good at like being right. encouraged. <laughs> I'm not the best encourager, <laughs> but I don't know what else to do. Like, and right. so when you talked about meditating on truth, that's the only thing that's going to get it, me personally. I don't know how everybody else is going to deal with it, but that's the only thing that's going to get me through this darkness. Yeah. Or at least like journey through it. I don't know if we'll get through it, but journey into it. Yeah. Right. So that's, what's up for me.
0: I think, making an appointment with God, coming coming here to church um, as scripture says, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together um, yeah, right. even as the day approaches, we find truth here yeah you know it's it's in the songs that we sing. it's in the scriptures that we read, it's in the sermons that we hear
2: and it's in the relationships that we have with people who have the Holy Spirit within them
0: absolutely and that's part of letting us care. for you. Yeah. The truth is here. When you guys speak truth to me, when I speak truth to you, like this is all a part of bearing one another's burdens. Right. And yeah, just speaking that life, giving truth to one another. That's what you're trying to do for your aunt right now. That's what many have done for my mom. That's what Mm -hmm. many are still doing for me. Um, and then there's a responsibility on our own end, um, to meditate on that truth. We receive the truth from a variety of places, church, um, godly believing friends um directly from the word of god but then you know when that darkness starts to kind of grow that's when we that's when we meditate on the truth it's it's literally for me it's like turning on a light Mm -hmm. i'm getting scared the darkness is getting overwhelming Mm -hmm. gotta speak some truth and into this situation right now and just bring some illumination um into this situation
1: yeah and for friends of the pod uh the third thing Barry talked about was let us care for you. And so this is the stories we just shared are not unique. They're, they're unique to us, but I know we all know that this is, this is part of life for every, for a lot of people. And um, if you need to talk about this, if you need to be cared for, we have a, we have a care team, we have care staff and volunteers, but we, we as staff members, as, as pastors as as podcast hosts like we we want to care for you and so if if you're facing darkness we want you to tell us and we want to care for you period so please do that and
2: i mean this is very uh impersonal but if you go to the website gracechurch.us/care you'll see all sorts of different stuff that we offer, whether it's connections to the care center or to counseling services or just all the different stuff that we have, including this like huge resource center full of blog posts and, uh, information and connections and events like just, it's a lot of stuff and it's all on there. So, um, if you're going through something, likely there's something on there that has something to do with what you're going through.
1: Yeah. Overall, it was a really hopeful, hopeful uh, message and sermon. So thank you for setting the tone for the for the series that we're entering into and the season that we're entering into because hope is comfortable and is joyous. And yeah. the, the idea of comfort and joy like light and darkness is hopeful. And so, thank you for for delivering that. Uh what's happening what where do we go from here? What what's happening next? So we're going to kind of move a little farther down into John 1.
2: It's we're gonna, the whole thing including Christmas Eve is just going to be from John 1 uh, one through 18. So we're going to move a little bit farther and I believe we're going to talk, we're going to kind of focus in on, um, verse 12, but to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. So that my dad's going to be preaching and he's going to be talking about that. So it's likely that some of the kind of concepts of adoption that we talked about last week Mm -hmm. will come back. So we'll see.
1: Um, And just some housekeeping stuff for for between Sundays. So Grace Church, uh, Christmas is on a Tuesday, and we record this pod on a Tuesday. So we are definitely not doing that. Uh,
0: Christmas pod.
1: Yeah, we're definitely not coming in to do that. So we're at least going to take that week off. Uh, We got to figure out what we're going to do the week after because New Year's Day is the following Tuesday. So we got to figure out what we're going to do, if we're going to do something special or record a uh, preliminary future pod. Or Maybe something. we can all
2: just gather around a piano and sing carols, and people yeah. just listen to us sing carols. Yeah, yeah. So yeah,
0: you can sing them all.
2: Yeah, with my not tone deaf voice.
1: <laughs> Awkward silence. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep you posted on what we're gonna do. Um, a reminder: twelve days of comfort and joy is live. So go enter to win uh, the gifts of. Of Christmas, that Grace Church is uh, receiving from local companies and org- organizations, and also just choosing to to give out. So, um, go do that on Facebook or Instagram uh, or our website. And uh, today's Lego nativity set. You don't want to miss that. So, actually, by the time this comes out, you will have missed that. So, <laughs> if you're on Facebook Live, go uh, go go do that. So, uh, but Marin, can you please send us out so we can go to this Pacers game? Yeah,
0: go Bulls! Oh. Do justly. Get out. Mercy and walk humbly with your
1: God. And we will see you on the other side of Sunday.